up? <laughs> Welcome back to the Champagne of Podcasts. Woo! We are so excited you decided to join us at the table today. Welcome back if you have been with us before, but in case you forgot, and for any IFTT virgins out there, this is a little reminder of what we're all about. We are the women for of It's for the Table, and we want to bring a little something for everybody. That's right, to the table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other. Unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're so unapologetic. We're a lot a bit messy and ready to own our stories. Take an hour, take off your bra if you're wearing one, drink your drink of choice, and let's talk and be heard together. Oh my god! (laughs) We're ready, man. So what we brought for the table for this week, we're actually going to hold off until the end of this episode. It's going to be something very, very important that kind of helps with what we're going to be talking about this week. All right, and before we jump into this week, um, just a little, a quick recap of what we talked about last week. Um, so last week's episode was uh, our second episode, Fuck Tradition, 9 to 5 Who, uh, where we dove into our experiences uh, leaving our corporate jobs and all of the different um, struggles and, and accomplishments, we've had, accomplishments we've had since then. Um, so if you haven't listened yet, uh, feel free to jump back onto episode two. There's not really a, a chronological order, but if uh, you're thinking about leaving your nine to five job or you want to hear about three girls who did it before, uh, go ahead <laughs> dun, and give dun, that a dun. listen. <laughs> so we're going to jump right on into this week's episode, episode three. It is called, Do Yourself a Favor and Go to Therapy. Yes, we're going to be talking about therapy today. So, what is therapy? Therapy, which is also known as psychotherapy or counseling in general, is, you know, a process of meetings that you conduct with a therapist or a professional to resolve problematic behaviors, beliefs, feelings, or even relationship issues that you're dealing with. You know, it helps balance your mind, body, and soul in really understanding how to live a healthy, um, you know, uh, a healthy lifestyle and making sure that your happiness is always um, the most important thing that you want to keep in mind. Yeah, and uh, speaking on therapy, there's a couple of different kinds. So uh, we are by no means mental health experts. We are not health professionals Mm -hmm. in any way shape well, or I know form. <laughs> just people who have benefited by the um, from the care of those professionals and so we just want to kind of introduce like the very surface level understanding that we have of it um so there are different types of therapy that if you wanted to to kind of like embark on the on your therapy journey um, I would recommend doing some research first uh, so looking into whether it be cognitive behavioral therapy or immersion therapy um, looking for uh, different things that you know that you're already struggling with if you have an understanding of your mental health and um, just kind of researching which uh, type of therapy would be the best fit for you. So taking the time, get online, um, talk to some friends that you uh, you have either who studied psychology or who uh, have gone to therapy before and, and might know something. Uh, just kind of put your feelers out there and, and get a better understanding of what the right approach for you will be before you get started. It just helps to kind of find the right fit and um, make sure that you're getting the most out of your experience. And we'll make sure that we add these recommendations and just some information for you to explore uh, the different types of therapy that you want to do. So. All right, let's get started. Okay, so this is Alyssa talking in case you haven't already figured that out. 
Not only was I the first one to quit my nine to five job, I was the first one to start therapy. (laughs) There's a trend there. The The quitting comes first, the therapy comes next. So it's been about a year and a half. This is like our influencer. I just get no credit. So I'm a listener, no credit. I just like to give myself credit. Thank you. Okay, so I just wanted to start off by saying I understand how lucky and fortunate I was to have the experience that I have with therapy. Um, I know it's not the same for everybody. I also know that, like, insurance-wise, people aren't in the same place that I was in a year and a half ago. So I am still under my mother's insurance. Thank you, Sue. Um, She works at a hospital, so she gets good insurance. So I'm under her insurance until I'm 26. I have no idea what I will do when my insurance ends through her. That's a bridge I'll cross when the time comes, but I'll definitely keep you guys updated on those findings. But I just want to say, I know that my experience is not everybody else's experience. So I started therapy a year and a half ago. I was in a really bad mental place and granted, I should have been started. Like I should have started therapy years ago. I had a brother who was murdered when I was 15. It was a loss I never dealt with. Um, I have daddy issues. I have addictions running through my entire family. I have really bad anxiety. And I also had a really um, toxic relationship throughout my entire time at high school and a little bit through college. So it was something that was always in the back of my head, but I kind of just normalized it. And especially like when you have your bad days and then you have a, a couple consecutive good days, they kind of just outweigh each other and you kind of normalize like the pain that you're feeling. And I realized that there was so much that I learned to do to kind of cope with everything like on my own and they like they were kind of like survival tactics but as I got older I realized that they were no longer serving me so like whatever I was doing up until 24 years of age wasn't working for me it got me there but it's like no longer serving me and like the kind of life that I'm trying to live so like a year and a half ago it wasn't just bad versus good days it became like bad versus worse days Um, I didn't know when it was going to stop. I was miserable, irritable. Um, I honestly, I didn't really like being with myself. I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. And I didn't like, I didn't like the fact that I was fucked up. And I kind of just thought that that's how my life was going to be. It was just going to be a bunch of bad and worse days. I didn't know that it could ever get better because I just, like I said, it's like, I was still in survival mode and I never like turned it off. So when it was like so bad and I was the lowest, like I'm talking like, it like it was the point where I was like waking up and drinking wine and I and all I did was cry and I I didn't like I would distance myself and it it just seemed like I was like it was never going to get better and I just like I couldn't get out of my head so it was like just a fight over and over with with myself and I and I already knew that at that point like my friends were exhausted from hearing about it like you can only talk about it to people so much because they just say the same things back to you because nobody like nobody's experienced enough to like kind of like say the things I needed to hear. Um, so I texted my mom one day and she knew the kind of place I was in, but like she, I, I don't think that she wanted to admit the extent of it. So I texted her and I was like, okay, I, I actually really need help right now. So I realized how low I was and I just recognized that I couldn't get up by myself. Um, it was really hard for me to admit But I knew that like my mom takes care of everything. Like um, she likes being that person and she is such a, she's a warrior like me. So I knew that when I actually reached out and asked for help that she was going to take it seriously. And I didn't know who else to reach out to. So because of her insurance, she was able to look up all in-network therapists. In-network means that that's like the lowest copay. Like there are people that like take our insurance fully. Um, So this was in February of last year. 
And she told me that she got a hold of people, but they were all booked up until June. <laughs> so this is February and I'm admitting that I need help. So it was extremely like frustrating to know that like once you admit that you need help, that people weren't around to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with my mom. So thankfully she was able to find the like, kind of like an emergency hotline. Um, I think she got the resources from her hospital, but I have like the number and everything I can give you guys later in the episode. But so within 24 hours, they reached out to me. They asked me like a couple questions. It was a really short conversation. And then they sent me an email with like five therapists in my area. I was so desperate at that point. I, I could have and should have done more research on each therapist, but I kind of just Googled them, looked at their picture and then like saw how, like who was the closest and I was, I was, like I said, I was ready to just talk to anybody. So I wound up going with like an older woman who was like five minutes away from me. I thought it was really convenient. Again, my experience is not the majority's experience. I totally get that because I connect it with Diane like immediately. And I understand that so many people are looking for the connection and they stress how important the connection is. And I completely agree, but I also think you have to be open and ready for that connection. And it's not an immediate thing that happens. Um, I, like I said, I, I, I wish I could, it's, it's different not being in that place anymore. Cause I, it's so hard to like reflect and go back on, but I was as bad as somebody could get. And I just want it to get better. And I realized that like, I think the reason why I haven't started therapy years prior was because I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready to face everything that I was running away from. And one of the main things I got out of my first few therapy sessions was that you have to go through it to get through it, which means you have to feel every single emotion over again and you have to deal with it. I can't push it off. Like I have to deal with it and face it head on and that idea was always so scary to me until it was the only choice I had left. Cause I, I didn't want this life forever. So we went back as far as like, I could remember like childhood wise and we talked about it and the, the stories just poured out of me, the feelings poured out of me and I'm crying my eyes out to a complete stranger, like every session. And I'm like breaking out on hives and it's so difficult, but it's, it's what, it's what needs to be done. It's what needed to be done specifically for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm so lucky that I found Diane and I love therapy so much. I talk about it every chance I get. Um, I think my, everybody in my life, including Carly and Gabby, I think they can attest to the person I am now versus the person I was. I, I feel like I have been 12 different people in the past year and a half and not all of them were good people. Like it, I look back onto a vacation I took in June with a couple other of my close friends. I was a fucking bitch. And it's like, it, it, I was just, it's not even like I was a bitch. I was just hurting so bad. And like, I thought I was good in June. Like it was already six months. I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. I'm like feeling it. And it's like, no, it's like the, the process is so long. You can't rush it. And I also thought that once I go to a couple therapy sessions, I was going to be like healed for life. And then I realized that self-work is a constant, it's a constant process. So like once you deal with one thing, the other thing pops up for you to deal with. So it's like constantly moving to the next level. It never gets easier. It just gets better. And so it it makes you like want to go to that next level and deal with it because you know the result is going to be better than where you're at. 
So that's my experience with therapy. <laughs> um, yes, that's, I love it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that you you had the ability to really like, talk about that. I think it's it's not easy to admit your vulnerability and and putting your guard down. And I think it's really important for people to um, to do that to help others. And you know, I just. I mean, obviously, I love you so much because, you know, you're yeah, one know. of my best friends. But but it just, it's just um, it's really comforting to know that others feel this way um, and have these feelings um, and, and that you're able to relate to them or also like identify that, like, not everyone's perfect, you know, no matter what their social media represents or, you know, how they talk in a text message or, you know, when they see them on a Saturday night. So it's not right. and thank you. And it also... <laughs> Like, I think it's really easy to hide the kind of, like, how you're feeling inside, too. Like, social is only, like, um, it's, like, a stream. It's, like, a highlight reel, basically. Absolutely. So, it's, like, anybody I saw within that, like, during that, like, really low time, I don't even think they realized how low I was. Because right. it's, like, you hide it. I, I had to hide it's it at work. Level. So, it's yep, completely. Level. Yeah. Um, so, part of, like, Liz's story, I feel like, led me to kind of encounter, like, to embark on my own. So, um like Alyssa said, she's very open about her experience and really willing to share and, and really encouraging. Um, so I knew that she had found a therapist that she really liked. I knew that therapy was making a big difference in her life. Um, and I also knew that she had kind of adopted similar coping mechanisms as I had um, prior to her therapy journey and was like working to undo them. Um, and so I saw that she could do it. So I thought, hey, like maybe I could too, which um, – is encouraging and also um, for me was really important because uh, I I knew other people in my life who were in therapy uh, before I started, but I didn't necessarily relate to their um, experiences. So some of my closest friends were were going through um, different means of treatment, but I didn't see similarities between myself and them. Or like their reasoning to go to therapy. So I couldn't see myself in it. But when I knew, I, I knew Alyssa really well. And, and I saw the success that she was having. Um, and also I knew that after she had left um, a similar situation at work that I had, it really helped her. So when I left work, um, I guess it was about five months ago, uh, one of the first things I did was start therapy. And if I'm being completely honest, I was looking into it before I left um, as well. But uh, I just didn't feel like I had the time. I didn't think that I had the the opportunity to, to there wasn't anyone close to me. Like Liz said, five minutes down the street seems really achievable, but I was going to be traveling um, and I worked late and I had a lot going on and I just was like, I just can't, I just can't do it. It just went, anytime someone would bring it up, it would be like, but when will I? And people kind of like heard that and stopped pushing it because like, my schedule was a little wacky and they were like, she's kind of right. So, so I started looking into teletherapy and, and doing research into um, different apps and different uh, systems that have, have been cropping up um, and seeing like if it was affordable and whether it would, I could make it work and all this stuff. And I, I looked into it. I reached out to a couple of places, but I never really pulled the trigger. And then uh, when I, when I left work, I was kind of, um, I was it, at a low point. I, I didn't really know what was going on, but I also had a lot of free time. Um, my days were cleared. I wasn't working. Um, it was right around the holidays, which I think are like a particularly bad time, um, for emotions. Like things get brought up. You're with your family a lot. Like it, it kind of gets a little, a little heavy. Um, so it was kind of like the perfect storm for me. 
and I decided that I was going to finally, um, finally start, um, like self-work and it for me was, uh, an internet search. I, I went online. I knew that, um, I wanted to find someone who practiced cognitive behavioral therapy. I, I'm not huge on like just talking about my feelings. I wanted to talk to someone and I wanted them to give me actions that I could do to kind of either um, stop that train of thought or um, help me to kind of move past it. So I wanted, I wanted homework. I wanted to, to not just meet once a week and, and cry and talk about my feelings. I wanted the, my therapist to tell me, okay, like now when you leave the session, these are the three things that I need you to do before you come back. Um, so that's kind of where I started. I went online. I used Psychology Today, I believe, as the resource. And we'll share more later, um, like Alyssa said. And I found someone who treated general anxiety disorder, um, who had experience with cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so I kind of took like a clinical approach. Um, I also, and this is just a personal preference, thought that I would be more comfortable speaking to a woman um, than a man. And it's like, it's your, it's your thing. So I felt okay doing that. Um, I felt like I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is something that I really want to do. I really want to work on myself and I want to make sure that I'm comfortable going into the room. Um, Cause usually I wouldn't, I make a decision based on gender. Um, but I was like, I think that a female will be helpful for me in this situation. Um, I'll be willing to be more vulnerable with them. And um, just because of probably all the trauma in my life <laughs> that led me to go to therapy, I was like, I want a woman. Um, so that's kind of where I landed. And I found uh, on my first try, um, a, a younger woman, um, who we just clicked. Um, and Liz said, it's not like an immediate thing. I, for me, it kind of was, I walked mm -hmm. into my therapist's office. She said one word to me and I was like, Oh my God, I love her. And I love therapy, but like, I feel like Ellis and Gabby can attest this. I also really love my therapist. Yeah. Like I love the, just the concept of therapy and going, but like, I got a really good, um, fit the first, my, with my first try. And I know that that's not everyone's experiences. Um, and I, am, I think that I am successful in therapy because of my relationship with my therapist. So I would recommend that if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel like it's the right person for you, um, try someone out. It's a professional relationship. Um, and I always talk about wanting to go out and hang out with my therapist, but <laughs> I would never, because like it truly is like that they're your doctor and, um, and, or your counselor and you, and you want to make sure that you do keep things professional so that you can, um, maintain that like objective third party, um, like opinion. But, uh, my experience was really great. And so Jumi and I've been working together now and I have found that, um, we, we just kind of like mess. She, she asked me for my homework and when I don't do it, she doesn't, she doesn't get mad at me, but like, I feel like I disappointed her, which is worse. Mm -hmm. So like, I always make sure that I do my homework. And she also, I feel like, um, has helped me to recognize my own bullshit where like, when I don't want to do something and I come up with a thousand reasons to justify why I shouldn't do it. Usually that was enough to make me not, but now I'm like, yeah, but like Jumi would say, you're just scared or like, so she's kind of like the voice in my head. Um, which has been really helpful because I got really, really, really good at justifying my behaviors. Um, I got super, I was like a plus student in how to talk Carl out of doing something she should do <laughs> with very good sound logic. Um, so it's been, it's been a wild ride. Um, I don't cry as much 
in my therapy sessions because of who I am as a person. I am a very, like, I'm like, this is a problem that I have. This is, I know. And I also, like, went in my therapy sessions, like, I'm self-aware and it's annoying. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You can, I, I literally said, call me on my bullshit. I was like, don't ever feel like you're pushing me too hard. Don't feel like you're gonna like upset me. Like I am here because I wanna do the work, which was also really important. I too should have been in therapy prior to when I started, but I didn't wanna do the work. I wasn't ready. It wasn't my time. Um, when I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, you have to do the work or you're going to accept a life that is less than. Like you're not gonna get what you want out of it. You're gonna walk through life like a zombie and you're gonna try to numb things instead of feeling them and um, all of those things. Um, but when I, I, I'm there and it's like, this is my time and I'm here to do the work. Um, I think back to a time specifically when I was really kind of at my lowest and um, like Alyssa said, people don't know, like everything's surface level and it's like, you get really good at hiding shit. And um, it took me going away. I was on a vacation with a close friend of mine and she hadn't seen me in a while because she lives away, far away from home. And I said something and she was like, Hey, like, I don't want to like pry or anything, but like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she was like, you're not though. And I was like, you're the first person that could tell. Like I have been giving everyone in my life the yeah, I'm fine line for weeks now. And like, just because you haven't been privy to all of the shit that was making me the way that I was, like you see through me. And it's the same with going to my therapist. Like, like she's not in my life. She's not like experiencing all this stuff. She's not getting the text messages of me whining, wine drunk at 11 like she's only getting when I'm going into the office and and and, um because of that I think she has like a clearer view of me so she said to me recently like have your friends noticed that you're different like I noticed that you're different you come in here and um you were so lost and you didn't know what was up what was up and now now you have direction and confidence again and it's like for she's like I'm proud of you and I'm like oh my god you said this to me Mm -hmm. like um I'm like no no one's mentioned it but like they're in it every single day. Like it's small mm-hmm. steps, right. you know, when it's Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday, like it's little things, but when it's week to week or like sometimes you, you miss an appointment and it's been two weeks, like your progress is more noticeable. And I think it's really encouraging um, when you're making progress to have someone point it out and say like, you're doing a great job. Um, keep working, like keep you motivated. Cause uh, I think that's really important too. Like you don't want to get lazy. Um, it is work and um, it is like, it's hard work. It's, it's the, it's the work you didn't want to do forever. Like it's the work mm-hmm. that you put off with your unhealthy coping mechanisms for however long it takes you to, to get into the, into the chair. Um, but it's good work and it's worth it. Um, so that's, that's my experience so far. I'm, I'm kind of new. I'm only, I'm only in my first couple of months. I haven't, I had like one major breakthrough, which was so fun. I was like sitting in the chair and I said something and I was like, oh, I don't you love that. Now. Don't you love that feeling? <laughs> It's like I, <laughs> body experience, right? You're like, and holy shit. Like, because it's, and it's one thing to feel so many like emotions with it. But when you make the logical, like the logical connection to it, you're like, what the fuck? Because it just, everything just makes it. sense. And then you know it. Yep. Exactly. And then, you can, and then the next time you're faced with a decision that like your old trauma yep. would have influenced that decision. You're like, no, I had this realization. I know how to handle this. Yeah. Now. It's fucking I love it and and it's crazy because it was always there right the answer was always there you just have to like dig it up which is not actually to feel it like listen you actually have to feel your feelings and a lot of people go through life avoiding their feelings and it's like when you force yourself to sit with your emotions and actually feel and address the things that you're feeling like 
you just learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the people in your life and your relationships. And mm-hmm. I just think it's, I don't know. I, I love it. I love therapy. I'm here. We're like the therapy <laughs> evangelists. Like it just we- changes your perspective on so much. And it's like it, when you have like tunnel vision, your whole life of how like things should be and could be, it's like the most eye-opening cleansing experience to know that it doesn't always have to be like that. And you can see it from so many different viewpoints. Yeah. And it's like, it's you amazing. have choices, you have choices in everything then. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, it's hard work, but it's also like very simple work. Like it's mm-hmm. like talk about Correct. this and like Completely. actually talk about it. Don't like tell the people, don't like tell me what you would tell your friends, like actually talk about this. How did it make you feel? And you're just like, mm-hmm. and it, I feel like it's like a cliche in movies. It's like, and how does that make you feel? And everyone like laughs at the therapist who said that with the glasses <laughs> on and like in the with their coffee mug. But as you're laying down, yeah, <laughs> I've never laid down. I'm not gonna lie. Me I don't, either. I, lay I, down. <laughs> I don't know if I would lay. One time I almost took my blanket. It was like a particularly hard session. We like knew it was going to be, and I was like, I'm nervous. And Jimmy was like, You can bring your security blanket. And I was like, You don't know this, but my security blanket is actually a blanket, and it's a comforter, and it's very large. See, I actually like what you just said, actually, because I think when we're talking so highly of therapy that it makes it sound like you're like skipping to your next therapy session. I'm not joking. Every time like I'm, I know like therapy is coming, I get like anxious and it's like because I either like have something I want to talk about or there's something I want to talk about that I really don't want to talk about and I don't want it to come out. And it's just like a scary aspect of having to deal with and go through like an experience over again. So it's but like, I, yeah. You, yeah. You have to be willing. That's a, good, that's a good sign, though, because I feel like you want to be uncomfortable when you go into therapy right. because that's what you're trying to address, right? You're addressing the uncomfortable um, aspects of your life that you don't know how to handle on your own, but just need, right. you know, guidance getting through that. So I think that's really important. I think that's something that uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, forget that that is part of the journey and, and an important part of the journey that you want to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're feeling too comfortable, that means that it's not really working, right? Like you want to be. Uh, always on your on your toes to be able to improve. All right, so I guess jumping into um, my experience with therapy, I relate a little bit to what Carly said and to what Alyssa said in general. You know, I kind of spend my day telling myself that like I don't have a lot of time to add therapy into my schedule. I always found myself doing you know, busy work and always having something from the crack of dawn to the end of the day. But there was also something that Alyssa said that really uh, resonated with me, which was, you know, self-work is a constant process. And I'm one of those people that are, I feel like I have this like quick fix personality where if I don't see results tomorrow, I'm like, oh, it's not working and I'll give it up. And I've been doing that for, you know, as long as I can remember, honestly. And I always had this mindset where I was like, I'll just start tomorrow. I'll just start tomorrow. And I realized, you know, like that's not really... A, a healthy way of living and I would constantly ignore my emotions and and you know make excuses and and kind of bury them to myself um and actually I've, I've been thinking of wanting to restart therapy for the past six months I actually actually did therapy um you know about five years ago but all for the wrong reasons you know I was um obviously I wasn't confident in myself I didn't know the direction of where my life was going, what I was passionate about, my career, but also I wasn't in a very healthy relationship at the time. And in my head, I ended up doing therapy to help fix that relationship versus doing therapy to fix how I was thinking. And it's crazy because now that I, I, I've actually just started therapy again, you know, in the past month and, 
And going into it, I was able to admit openly that I want to do it to fix myself. And that's something that I didn't, um, I didn't tell myself or, or, or address it five years ago when I, when I tried it. And honestly, it left a little bit of a scar when I, when I tried it five years ago, I wasn't, I obviously wasn't doing it for myself, but I was trying to do a, 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 you know, a quick fix, uh, band-aid on a relationship and just trying to tell myself that everything was fine if i did this for two weeks a month two months everything will be fine it'll go back to normal and you know like i said what Alyssa said about like self-work is a constant process i didn't accept that at the time and and you know it's um i feel really proud to be able to say that like now that i'm addressing that i am able to to take time and be patient with the fact that this is a slow process. And I think that's something that um, is very hard to accept. It's very hard to accept that like um, things that you want to fix in your life and your routine have to take a lot of time. And, you know, I was thankful and grateful enough to find my therapist, um, Eileen, where she's able to um, connect with me and, you know, really give me, exercises that I can take to myself and, and practice them throughout the week. And I think that's really important. And it's something that I, I never really gave myself. I never gave myself a routine that was for me. And I think that's something that was um, a huge gap in my life. I had a routine, but it was a routine that was always for somebody else, whether it was for my job, my relationship, um, my friends. I always felt like I had to I always felt like I had to impress others and that that would satisfy me. And if I worked really hard, if I spend long days doing this, if I talk to people about that and that it would make me happy, but it was never about myself. And it, it just affected me over the years, honestly. And um, I wanted to make sure that before I started it again, I was able to accept it except the change for myself and not for others. And, you know, Alyssa and, and, and Carly and their experience really helped me in understanding that that was okay to admit that I needed help. I think a, a lot of times there's negative, uh, uh, there's just like negative perspectives on therapy in, in general. And I felt really embarrassed at first to admit that I wanted it or, or even needed it. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm only a month in but, you know, within that month, I see myself being able to stop myself throughout the day and realize that there are there are habits that I'm doing that aren't healthy for myself. And it's it's small little things. It could it could take 10 minutes of my day that I realize this. But, you know, to to be able to address that and make that change is is shocking. And it, it goes to show you that therapy isn't a flip of a switch where you're you know, cured within a day, but it takes time. But those little wins are huge. Um, and I think with that being said, that there's a lot of reasons why people don't end up going to therapy. And, you know, a big one for me was, you know, telling myself that I didn't have enough time, which is sad because like you talk about it and you're like, well, why wouldn't you have enough time for yourself? And now that I do have all this time, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I was missing out on this. And that and that's sad. It's a sad realization, but I'm really glad I, I'm, I'm able to um, learn from it and kind of look at that and be like, okay, this was a good decision. Yeah, time was a big one for me. And it's, it's, it's the easiest excuse to where it's like, you, it's not even, you don't have to admit anything about yourself, yeah. except like that, like you're busy, which like most people would think is a good thing. 
You know what I mean? It's like it's like a humble brag. I don't even have right. time for therapy. Like, and it and it's easy. Yeah, and and everyone you in. <laughs> you're you're on like your 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 seventh hour of dinner because you've been bitching for six of them and Literally. talking for one. Right. Um, and you're like, I don't have time for therapy though. Like, cut the dinner short. Take an hour out of your time. Go to fucking that therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think I think one thing like the reason why I didn't go to therapy therapy personally I thought I was fine <laughs> like I thought everything <laughs> that I went fine. through like, if I if I were to lay out like my timeline of life you'd be like bitch I should have been in therapy from the womb like dead <laughs> ass <laughs> like I just <laughs> you just normalize so much like one thing like I one of my um ticks is I pick my lips really bad and that's what I realized is it's kind of like a sense of like control because there was so yeah. much growing up that I didn't have control over. So I, I made something I could control. So I picked my lips really bad until I bleed. It's a, a disgusting habit. It's embarrassing. I don't like admitting it, but I'm working on it. And it's just crazy. Cause like, I, I never thought that was wrong. Like I, like until like I, I was so like, like I said, in survival mode. And I just thought I was going to go my whole life picking my lips until they bleed and crying every other day in the shower and being such a worry wart and breaking out. Of like, I thought I was good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I have panic attacks. Like, my whole life, I've had panic attacks. And I thought that was normal. I, I was know. like, yeah, like, you know, like, when I had a panic attack, like, casually in a conversation. And like, I mean, take my clothes off, sit on the ground, head between my knees, panic attacks in public. And I thought that was fine. No, you deserve more. You deserve better. What? (laughs) It's because you've done it so long in your life. You're like, that's just a part of it. And it's just it doesn't have to be. I just pick my lips up. I just have panic attacks. Exactly. No, like, what if if you don't? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Uh, another big thing that people don't go to therapy is because of cost. Which I, I mean, I can totally get that. That's kind of, I guess that like hindered me too. But I didn't realize how my mom's insurance works. So right now I have good insurance. So the cost isn't a worry to me, but it will be when I don't have insurance to her anymore. So like paying, like in therapists, I feel like they're upwards of like 100 to 150 bucks per session. That winds up being like five to 600 bucks a month. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Like granted, like you're worth it and like, and you deserve all this and you should invest in yourself. But like, if you're not making that extra money, like it's so hard in today's world. It's expensive to be alive, let alone expensive to like work on your mental health. Which yeah. It's sad. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like food comes before that in most people's mm-hmm. minds. Like, right. you know. And sometimes um, you need to take the opportunity to tell yourself, like, maybe I do therapy to begin with every week for the first month. And then get your financials right. And maybe just, you know, work on yourself to do it once every other week. You know, and the week that you're off, make it a priority for yourself to do something for yourself that could be therapeutic or something that makes you feel happy. You know, there's always a um, there's always a solution, right? There's always like a way around it if we really yeah. want to make it work. And there's also mm-hmm. resources out there that are more um, cost effective. So you can um, utilize like local colleges. So we're in like we're in the Philadelphia area. So um, students will often um, so psychology students. Um, they will often hold counseling sessions, but they're at a discounted rate because they are still learning. So um, it's kind of like interning at a hospital. Um, so you, you, they're a doctor, you trust them, um, but they're, they're, just, they're just learning how to do it. Um, so if you need like a cost-effective solution, um, I know that Drexel has services, I'm sure Temple does. So if you're in the Philly area, if not, if you're somewhere else, 
um, look into to local names. So if you're in a um, like a metropolitan area and there are a couple of colleges around you, um, universities often will have those kind of resources. Also, if you're a student, students have um, a lot of schools have mental health centers as well. So I know that when we were at I went to the University of Alabama, when we were in Alabama. Um, friends of mine uh, utilized that resource. I should have. <laughs> I didn't. I just drank. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe one of my nights drinking. It's a different form spent. of therapy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I wasn't ready for it in college. I was too busy having fun. I think um, that's something important that you said you weren't ready for it, though. I think yeah. that's, that's something very, very important. Like, if you know you need to do therapy, but you're not ready for it, that's okay to admit to. Because I think yeah. that's something that even I struggled with. I knew I needed it, but I wasn't ready just yet until, like, you know, it was a scenario where you're like, oh, shit, I, <laughs> I got to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's do, do you guys want to get into what we brought to the table today? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. So we um, definitely wanted to save our, um, what we brought to the table. Oh, God. Hold on. No, that's you- good. We're good. Okay. Um, all right. I'll, saw that. I'll start that over. So you just said, do you guys want to? Okay. So yeah, we're going to get into uh, what we brought to the table for today. So we wanted to save it to the end of the episode to really talk about um, resources that we can provide for you guys, whether it is, um, you know, things online, local, or even just like, um, free form methods of therapy that have helped us in the past. Um, so I'll start. So what I brought to the table, to the table today is, and let me just really quick look up the exact URL so that I'm not getting it wrong, um, is the resource I use to find uh, my therapist. So I use psychologytoday.com. And like Alyssa said, it's really important that you're um, searching for people who are going to be within your network if you have health insurance so that you're able to, um, to see them at an affordable rate. Um, So the Psychology Today website lists a bunch of different professionals in your area, and you can use filters to search um, for your zip code, uh, the distance that you're willing to travel, what health insurance you have, um, your different kind of preferences. So I used it to filter for cognitive behavioral therapy. I used it to filter for a woman. Um, So it really helped me to kind of start my my search because I didn't know um, I didn't know anyone who was seeing someone that I thought that I would um, also like. And also, I feel like it's kind of weird. I, w- I feel I would feel weird if I went to someone's therapist. I don't know why, but I would be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I want everybody to go to Diane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel weird. I feel like I have to like, be like, how's Alyssa this week? Like, you know, like checking in. Um, <laughs> but I use that resource. And then my brother recently started therapy as well. Um, I like to think that like he said to me one time, he was like, you did it. And this is like the funniest thing. He was like, well, if you could do it, I can do it. And I was like, yes, you are so right, Pete. But also, here's how I did it. Um, and he found his therapist using the same website. Um, so psychologytoday.com is, is really, uh, is what I'm bringing to the table and could be really helpful for those of you who are uh, looking to find someone to talk to. All right. So what I'm bringing to the table is, like I said, I at first tried to go through my mom's like in-network insurance um, therapist at the hospital. But since they were all booked up, first call, that's what the, um, the emergency hotline is called. They, from my understanding, they work with insurances and establishments that is kind of like a backup plan. Um, So people always have like a resource to go towards um, when they need help. So I don't have like a list of companies I work with. I just think it's a good, I think it's a good thing to have on hand just in case. Because like I said, if you're in the position where you need help, it's so rare that people are going to turn you down and say no. It's like, so I just think it's a good number to have. The number is one eight zero zero. 382-2377. You can also go on their website, which is www.firstcall, 
eap.org. There you can search all the therapists, what they do. You can email counselors um, and just like work on a plan that suits you, your financial um, position, and I guess anything else you need with. They were really, 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 really helpful. Um, also, they didn't disclose any information, not even to my mom. Like it was strictly just about me. They were very private and very efficient. Awesome. So that's what I have. And then what I brought to the table, because a big thing for me for starting therapy was time, um, being able to use your resources for online therapy. You know, there are amazing programs like BetterHelp and Talkspace out there that can provide you online therapy. Uh, but also um, a website that really helped me was goodtherapy.com. Um, it was able to really let me know, like, what kind of therapy I actually needed. So we're going to also include the link in the bio. Um for you guys to really look at the kind of therapy that you would like to research on and what, what you think would work best for you. Um, but I also want to bring to the table, you know, types of free forms of therapy that can help you. Um, you know, time was always an issue for myself. And now that I do have time available, um, I always make it a point to start off my day with, you know, whether it's exercise, meditation, or some form of yoga. Um, it's able to really create a, a stress reliever for me and, and, um, you know, it's not an overnight thing, but in time it does help. And that has been something huge for me. Um, and also as a creative, I, I love to use my hands. So whether it's, you know, drawing, painting, taking a photo, you know, allow yourself to be creative in some sort of format to, to, to kind of relax. Um, and also journaling, writing exercises. I know Alyssa and, and Carly really enjoy doing that. It's something that helps them. Yeah, I have a a, a, a a practice from my therapist that I would like to share if people would like to take this from the Please table. Please bring it to the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah bring, bring it to the table, table for you all. <laughs> um, so what my therapist has me do is, um, so like I'll get like spirally thoughts. So kind of I'll get like obsessive thoughts about something. And it's usually associated with like anxiety. So something that I'm insecure about. Um, so I just had to say no to someone. They wanted cookies. And now all day I'm going to think about the fact that I had to say no. And it's going to cause me anxiety. So what my therapist recommends that I do is that I write it down. So I have this little journal that I carry around with me. Um, and I will write down the thought. So I will write down um, whatever the negative thought is. And I will put it out into the universe. Get it down on paper. And then I will write a positive thing. And then I close the book. And I move past it. There's no reason to obsess over it. There's no reason to, to kind of get myself down this rabbit hole of, of negativity and anxiety and stress. Um, it is what it is. So take that negative thought, take it out of your head, put it down on paper, and then put it away. Um, I found that's been really helpful for me. And it's also a physical activity, so it makes you be mindful. Like you have to be present in the moment right. because you're physically writing that. something down. That's I actually cool. have two that um, like writing exercises that I kind of form. Like my therapist doesn't give me weekly homework. I'm a very deep thinker. So I just like to, to kind of dis dissect all my own thoughts. And so like I'm doing my own homework all the time in my head. Um, so one thing that I really liked was there's like moments and situations with my kind of memory that I keep obsessing over and over and over again, and I can't let it go. So what my therapist like kind of talked to me about, she's like, if she's like, now, why do you keep thinking about this? And I'm like, there's a part of me that don't want to let it, that doesn't want to let it go because whether the experience was so bad or so good, like I learned something from it and like it made me who I am today. And she's like, okay, great. Write down everything you know about the experience. And she's like, and take what you want from it. Like I can keep the lesson. Like I don't have to keep the thoughts and every aspect of the awful memory in my head. I just, I take what I want from it. So that was very useful. Like writing down all of my thoughts also in the very beginning, she had me kind of write, like it suggested that I have like a gratitude journal 
that every night I write three things um, at, at the end of my day that I'm really happy for. Um, I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, it was it was actually really hard to think of even three things at the point I was in. Like, yeah, you say your mom, your your health and your life. And it's like, that's like, I think that's all surface level. Like, I'm always grateful Survival for Survival like, mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I, and it's like, and then it started to make me look at like every little thing. And so like now my list is at least like 15. I still do it to this day. And you just like notice the little things like the cashier being really nice to you at Trader Joe's or like you getting, like I'm treating myself to a skinny ice vanilla latte that day. Like those are all things to be thankful for. And it's like, they're all things I'm doing for me. And so just a good reminder at the end of the day. You appreciate, you end up appreciating the little things. I love that. And you share it too now. So like you're sharing on social. Yeah, I know. The things that you're grateful for. Yeah, I love that. So I look forward to time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa posts the top like three to four things she's grateful for every day on Instagram. And it's it's just so uplifting. And even I've got inspiration from it. I mean, I don't post it, but there's times during my day where I just take a second to breathe and I, you know, say to the universe what I'm thankful for. And it's like you really get to appreciate the like I said, the little things that sometimes during your busy day you don't really get to realize that are the most important things to you. Mm-hmm. This has been so nice. This is like a I, mini therapy this session. Is, yeah, it really, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I feel like my Wednesday high, like leading yeah. a therapy session right now. Both of you guys will get my invoice. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. I'm um, happy we're all able to share this with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I also think absolutely. it's like unique too, because we all talked about how like, well, like really you credit um started you. like you know what I mean like you you like you influenced my decision to go to therapy Gabby said that we both influenced her decision and people might not have that like our friends are all like we go to therapy and we love it but like other people right. might not so I think the three of us kind of brought to the table um like that friend who will tell you they're in therapy and will tell <laughs> you that they love it and tell you to go um and I think that's really cool and I hope that listeners get a lot out of it yeah, and if, if anybody out there has any, you know, advice on therapy or any questions for us, don't, you know, don't hesitate to, to reach out. Um, you know, we're we're still, even though Alyssa's one year in, Carly's a couple months in, you know, we're relatively still new to it. And it's something that we're constantly going to work on. So please give us your feedback, questions, advice, anything that you want to um, bring to the table, essentially. And I think, uh, I think that wraps up. I think it's a wrap. Yeah, that's a wrap up. Snaps for us. That yeah. is for episode three on therapy. Do yourself a favor and go to therapy. Um, okay, so we look forward to seeing you all next week for episode four. We are going to talk about our bad behavior. Ooh, that's Ooh. gonna be a new one. Yeah. So we got we Make got sure real this. We got real this week. We're gonna get real weird next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's a wrap for It's for the the Table. table. All right, see everyone next week. Bye. 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 Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Our IG account is at It's for the Table, no apostrophe. Twitter, same thing, at It's for the Table. You can also follow us all separately. All of our personal accounts are going to be in our bio on our Instagram. Bye.